Hi, everybody, and welcome to another exciting edition of Words, Images, and Worlds. Glad to be talking with author, comics writer Rob Williams on this episode. Rob, thank you for jumping in and talking with me a little bit about authoring and comics and all of those creative endeavors that, that you do. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me, Jason. It's nice to be on. Yeah, my pleasure. My pleasure. Um, so I tend to start out at the beginning by asking about sort of your path to comics, your background in comics. You can take that from when you were a young person or uh, your entry into the profession, however you want to go about that. Uh, well, I mean, I, I was always a comic reader um, as far back as I can remember, really. And I struggle to remember exactly how it all started, but there was... It was kind of uh, British reprints of Marvel comics in the house at a very young age. We used to get these black and white reprints. We didn't get the, um, we couldn't afford colour, put it that way, where, where I grew up, maybe. Um, and then there was a lot of British comics. Um, there was a really healthy British sort of um, industry at the time. There was a lot of, um, you know, war comics like Commando books. Uh, and then there was uh, there was a football comic called Roy of Rovers, which I loved, and there was... Uh, 2000 AD, which was a real eye opener for me, which I've, I've you know, and it turns out I've worked for 2000 AD now for about 20 years. But as a kid, you know, that was not only science fiction, just at a time when it was booming with sort of Star Wars and things like that, but also it just so happened, you know, it was, it was, you know, lightning in a bottle. Some of the greatest comic creators of all time were doing work at, at that period, like Alan Moore and Brian Bolland and Dave Gibbons and, um, you know, Mick McMahon and, so you're reading these stories, not only are they absolutely mind expanding and, and sort of um, thrilling, but they're also some of the some of the best comics you'll ever read in your life still, you know, all these years later. So, I mean, I, I was at a love of it and then sort of got it in the teenager, got into Marvel comics um, uh, quite a bit. Uh, but I never thought I would do it for a living. I just never thought it was possible to do it for a living. It just wasn't. Uh, particular genuinely wasn't particularly an aspiration of mine i wanted to write for a living because because writing was pretty much all i knew to do and, and knew that i was good at and, and and was passionate about um so i trained to be a journalist and i was a i was a journalist for several years and that was going to be my career path um uh I, I was a freelance journalist after i qualified from college worked for all kinds of publications for maybe four or five years longer actually um and my path into comics really came about. I, I worked for a period for for a video production company, and I was making um, videos and directing videos and writing scripts for corporate videos, which were very boring subject matter. But actually, it got me writing for visuals. And hmm. um, and I thought, well, I'm doing this. Well, why? Well, you know, let's write a comic. And I've always loved comics, so I wrote one had no idea what to do with it sort of as, as an exercise as much as anything else. And I thought maybe I'll try and get it published. I did really didn't know what avenue to take for it. And I went to a comic convention and there was a brand new comic company starting up in the UK at the time called Comics. Um, and I was right place, right time. I gave them my first script um, and didn't give them a pitch, didn't know what I was doing, gave them a big, chunky, massive paper. You know, this is, and I went, yeah, I've written a comic script. And no one in their right mind is going to read that. But fortunately for me, they they were young and enthusiastic and <laughs> did read it. And then they rang me a few months later and basically said, look, we really like this and we'd like to publish it. Um, and that was my way in, which was which was completely thrilling. And 
and I, again, it was not a case of, well, I'll do this for a living now. It was like, well, I've, I've had one comic published and that was a very nice thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was Class War. And Class War, actually, funnily enough, is being reprinted this August by Image Comics. Oh, nice, uh, nice. Uh, on its 20th anniversary, funnily enough, just to make me feel old. But, um, <laughs> but, but of course, you know, what, what happens is with any industry, Class War came out, it, 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 it had a, you know, a very good reception and suddenly doors were open to me in places like Marvel, DC, 2000 AD, who basically said, well, well, you know, we like Class War, you know, would you like to pitch us for this and for that? Uh, and it just, then it just kind of grew organically and, and for maybe for 10 years of my comics career, I, was still a freelance journalist and was splitting my time between both and and then um it just got bigger and bigger and bigger so that's kind of a long-winded way of where i ended up today a wonderful wonderful path in and um i imagine there are things from journalism you talked about writing visuals for um sort of the the more boring corporate material but i imagine there are pieces that you take with you from journalism into comics writing as well I think um, I think brevity, and um, I mean, I I I went to journalism college for a year, studied in Cardiff University, had a kind of, kind of a little bit mad old um, sort of sub Yoda kind of journalism lecturer who would kind of <laughs> come up behind you and screech at you, and sort of if you if you got carried away and put your too much of yourself on the page, or was like started getting a bit you writing it in. You know, we, we, when you can write, you come in, you go, well, I'm quite good, so I'll show how good I am. And she would just be on your shoulder going, no, screeching, going, no one cares what you think, and sort of <laughs> literally hitting you. In the, it was a bit like whiplash for journalism. Um, oh. And that actually, by the end of that year, that sort of knocked a lot of bad writing out of me um, because a lot a lot of youthful exuberance, you know, you can, you can show talent, but you need to learn discipline and you need to learn sort of brevity and making your points in as concise a manner as possible. Um, so I guess I took that and then and then sort of ended up working, like you say, for in, in video production companies. And, and then you're writing for visuals. So you always have visuals in mind. And, you know, that's comics, basically. I mean, you are primary. You should never lose track of the fact that you are writing visuals because if you don't, it'll be quite a boring comic and you should go off and write prose instead, which is fine and perfectly valid. But... Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I I guess those two things, and then I wrote, I wrote a play for the theatre. That's a lot, not necessarily the best sort of training for writing comics, because again, that's quite wordy and dialogue driven, and comics can be that at times, of course. Mm-hmm. But I think the, the the primary, the primary sort of um, core of comics is is that it's a visual medium, and you should never forget that. Yeah, yeah, and um, you have to meet deadlines too, which journalism is deadlines. all about. <laughs> yeah, that's a very good point. And and it's, I was freelance, and and you learn the kind of um, yeah, you you you're making a living out of this. Do you know what I mean? And you can mm-hmm. like with any artistic endeavor, you can you can let it so you pick holes in it and go back over and redraft and redraft and redraft. And there's a certain point if a script's got to be out the door by Friday, the script script's got to be out the door by Friday and you, you make it as best you can. And, and then you say bye-bye to it. Mm-hmm. So it taught me how to be a professional writer, because again, being a professional writer is a very, in whatever format is a very different thing. I think in as much that you have to write every day, you know, you, you might not feel like it that day. You might th- sit down and go, oh, I got nothing today. Absolutely uh-huh. nothing. Uh-huh. And there will be something by the end of the day. And there will be good stuff in there. It might, maybe it's not the best stuff, but I think you, 
what you learn to be is and you learn craft and structure in writing and those are the things that allow you to do it for a living because we don't always have the muse descending upon us we are not always sort of like dancing magically with the power of story very often where it's it, it's a bit like being a, a carpenter or, or, or you know or an engineer you you learn how to put stories together and what holds stories up in a, in a well-structured way <laughs> and that's i think the big that was the big epiphany for me a few good few years down the line that this is if you want to do this for a living it's it's largely structure-based uh much like music and you know then you can riff on top of it but you've got to know the structures yeah yeah and you've um you've worked in a lot of different worlds from 2000 ad to wolverine to deadpool i'll mention indiana jones because the last air quotes indiana jones movie yeah. just came out star wars um any any characters any storylines any universes that you've not tackled or would want to tackle again in a new way i mean i've been very fortunate but like i've written when you grow up you know you we're all a bit nostalgists if you work for Marvel and DC and, and those kind of characters. And the same is mm -hmm. true for in Indiana Jones and Star Wars and things like that. You love this stuff as a kid. So to, to get to write it is, um, is a thrill. Um, I think I've tipped just about pretty much all my, my, my sort of kid nostalgia boxes. I've been very fortunate. I'd love to go back to some of them. I mean, I did a few issues of action comics, you know, and, Got to write Superman, and yeah, that was just an absolute dream come true. I I, I wrote a few things in Amazing Spider Man, you know. So having you know, maybe sort of run, there are certain characters you could still get me excited by. I'm quite old and jaded at this point with a lot of them. <laughs> um, and then there's other things like you know I've always had a huge soft spot for Fantastic Four, but then I'm mm -hmm. not hundred percent certain I'd be the best person to write Fantastic Four. So certain characters you kind of go. Yeah, I, I'd see that. And others, you kind of think, well, I'm not entirely sure. Maybe I would, maybe I wouldn't. I'm oh, sure I'd, I'd give it a good go and, and 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 probably find something fun to do with them and everything like that. But um, so I, 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 I again, long-winded answer, but I, I don't know if there's anything in particular that gets me, oh, I really, really want that. I think I've been quite fortunate to write most of them. That's great. That's wonderful. Wonderful place to be in. Yeah, like I say, I mean, it doesn't mean I wouldn't like to go back to some of them and do more with some of them. Absolutely would. But um, I never wrote Daredevil. I don't think I've ever written Daredevil. Mm -hmm. um, maybe that's one I haven't ticked. Um, but majority, even if I only wrote them for an issue or something, I wrote I wrote most, I think. Um, no no one's jumping to, jumping to mind anyway. And, and along the way, any really positive collaborations comics being the the collaborative medium that it is um any... oh, too many too many i mean <laughs> it is i mean it's as you said the, the, one of the lovely things about comics is it is it is utterly collaborative unless you're you're again like someone like frank miller doing daredevil back in the day when you are writing and drawing and you know doing it most of the time for most of us it's 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 collaborative and you are only ever as good as your collaborator you can write the best script you've ever written and if it goes in the hands of an artist who isn't a particularly brilliant visual storyteller it can get mangled and mm -hmm. similarly you can write a script which you think yeah that's okay i've written better and and a certain artist can just make it sing on the page and bring things out of it you know um 
I mean, and again, it's 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 always different depending on every job. I mean, I always think you could give the same script to sort of four hundred different artists, and they would all give you a different version of it mm-hmm. and slightly different angles and camera angles and approaches to sort of sequences. And that's one of the joys of this job, where you you're never sure what you're getting back. You know, what, what's going to pop into your inbox. Um, and then there's things like I've done a bunch of comics with like Lawrence Campbell, who's a really good friend of mine. And we've done, we did a Hellboy book last year called The Sword of Hyperborea. Most recently, we've done things of Marvel and a few other things. Um, and Lawrence and I, because we're such good friends, we talk constantly through, uh, you know, he gets my, before I even get to the scripting stage, we'll talk through ideas. And then, so it's, it's hugely collaborative all the way through. He'll send me his breakdowns, I'll offer notes. But then, and that's great. But then I also, I've done a bunch of stuff with an art, a UK artist called Henry Flint. Uh, we've done a lot of Judge Dredd together over the last mm-hmm. sort of years, probably. And, and we're still working together now. Henry's an absolute mad genius. Um, he comes at the pages in ways I can't comprehend. And we never talk at all. And it still turns out wonderful. Um, the pages turn up finished. You know, I haven't we haven't talked through the process at all. My script has been sent to him. It comes back, and he's such a good storyteller, but it all just works. And even if on this latest one we're doing, he said, he, I did briefly we have a chat, and he said, um, I might do something different with this one. I've been reading sort of The Dark Knight Returns. I might break it up into lots of different panels. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, sure. And normally, with most, if, if an artist said that to me, I would have the fear of God put into me because I'd be like, oh, my God, what's this going to do to it? But when you've worked with someone a bunch of times and you absolutely trust their storytelling chops and you know he's going to make it work, um, and lo and behold, it does. You know, the pages oh. turned up, and they're nothing like I would have imagined. And and but the storytelling's all there. So and that you know, so that's great. He's totally bringing himself into that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It is it it is the most collaborative medium. You know, it's well. I mean, I guess you look you look and watch any movie, you'll see four hundred names on the credits at the end. They've all collaborated, <laughs> right? But co- comics is is lovely like that, and and sometimes it unlovely sometimes. Like I said, you can send a script off, and an artist will not do a particularly great job on it. Um, as well, that can happen. You can have pages come through and go, "Oh God, what's happening here?" So oh. it's 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 always um, it's always an adventure, but that 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 keeps it exciting, I guess. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, I imagine there there is joy in finding the the thing that comes back in the inbox, and you go, "Oh, well, that's it's a brand new vision." Later yeah. I think, you know, you, I, I talked about this sort of being a, so, so, such a visual medium. I'm not a great artist at all, but I do very often for the majority of times, if it's working well, I, I have a visual, I can see how the panel should look or how the page should look. And I see it in my head. I mean, I try and describe that in my script. Uh-huh. Um, and sometimes, not all the time, really, what what comes through is never exactly like what I've described or how I've seen it. And sometimes that's for the betterment of a comic, and sometimes that's not for the betterment of a comic. But it's it's like it's what you're writing in a script is 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 directions to the artist, and then the artist just takes that in one what you know in their own in their own way. So, last official question, and then we can we can hit anything that I've missed. And that is um, current works. You mentioned um, Hellboy. Anything recent, anything upcoming, as well as events or any directions to web spaces that you'd like to share for listeners? It's the resources portion. 
Sure, yeah. Um, well, yeah, I mean, Lawrence Campbell and I did um, did the Hellboy Universe book called The Sword of Hyperborea last year. That was collected in a trade paperback. That's kind of a time-travelling story through different eras of a particular magical sword um, that, that was big in, in Hellboy mythos. And we just basically decided to... T- tell the story of different people who have held the sword through different periods in history. Mm. So that was a lot of fun. Um, uh, and then, like as I said earlier, Class 1, my, my first sort of ever comic work, uh, which is beautiful artwork by Trevor Hairsign and Travel Foreman and and is kind of like a political superhero thriller. Um, that is just being reprinted by Image, and that'll be out in August. Um, I think it's final order cut off today. Um, so hopefully people are ordering it. Um, and then um, it was a lot, you know, I, my regular place of work for probably over the last 15 years, is, uh, 20 years maybe, has been 2008, where I do a lot of lot of Judge Dredd. Um, mm-hmm. And so I've got currently got three quite big Judge Dredd stories I'm working on. Uh, the next one that came out is called Poison, and it's by myself and PJ Holden. Um, uh, and that's kind of like a whodunit. And one of the fun things about working extensively with Judge Dredd is you can tell any story in that universe. It can be a, a noirish mystery. It can be a big action thriller. It can be giant monsters. It can be, you know, a dark satirical comedy. I mean, yeah, that, that's one of the great things about playing in that, in that sort of a, you know, that wheelhouse. Um, and then um, I think the next thing that's in the shops actually by me, probably thinking loud is. I mentioned Henry Flint. He and I have done a war story for the Battle Action miniseries, which Rebellion are publishing and is being kind of curated by Garth Ennis. Mm-hmm. Uh, Garth's doing a bunch of stories in each issue and then different teams come in to do other stories in that issue. So Henry Flint and I are doing Major Easy in issue three, uh, which is uh, set in uh, El Alamein in the uh, North African desert in World War Two. And um, and then in issue four of the Battle Action series, um, PJ Holden and I are doing Death Squad, who are effectively the Dirty Dozen, but in um, uh, the Wehrmacht, uh, so in the Eastern Front. So basically, Battle yeah. Action was a British comic when I was a kid, and Garth Ennis has brought it back. And um, there's a lot of sort of really talented creators doing some fun strips in that. Fantastic, fantastic. You You are a busy person. You have lots going on. Always, yes, yeah. I mean, yeah, it is. It yeah, it is. It's juggling different stories is always part of the the weird thing about this job is you can be writing one story one day in one world and you can be writing another one the next day. Um, mm-hmm. oh, and I should say, as you said, I'm 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 on Twitter. Even though Twitter appears to be collapsing at the minute, I'm on Twitter as um, <laughs> at Rob Williams seventy one, and I am on Instagram as Rob Williams at Rob Williams nineteen seventy one. Wonderful, wonderful. All right. Anything that I missed in our, our brief chat this morning? I don't I don't believe so. No, I think we've probably covered a lot in a, in a, in a short space of time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, thanks for your words about writing craft. Thank you for your words about comics and creating. And I'm glad to talk with you and glad to share about your work. Yeah, thanks so much. And like I say, if, it, if this is a podcast for sort of people who want to write for a living, I would definitely, one last thing I would say is just anyone, can, pretty much anyone can. It's like, I don't believe in this myth of like only the certain people have true talent and everyone else is just, as I said, I think it's it's about passion and like anything, the hard work and the harder you work at it, the more you do it, the better you get. And you just learn and learn and learn all the time and your craft improves as you go. So I'm a big believer in, if you've got, you know, 
pupils in school or in colleges or something or wherever you are mm-hmm. you know I mean? it's like if, if if you've got a passion for it you want to get better at it you you can break through and do it for a living i definitely believe that love it love it great message and definitely one that you don't hear enough so thank you for sharing that as well all right thanks jason thank you